0: Welcome into the Investing in Real Estate Show. My name is Clayton Morris, the founder of Morris Invest. We are a full-service rental real estate company. And this the goal of this show, look, is to really make you a more intelligent real estate investor. And whether you're more advanced or just starting, I believe these questions that we get from our audience can help all of us. There's always a piece from someone's question that can help us on our journey. So today we have our Q&A episode. We're going to answer your questions live here on the show. It's very easy for you to leave a voicemail question of your own and ask any real estate State or finance related question, and I will attempt to answer it. You can go to our website, morrisinvest.com/slash Clayton. Again, morrisinvest.com slash Clayton, where you can leave a voicemail message. Try to keep it to about 30 seconds or less. Okay, we've got three great questions lined up for us today, and I want to take the first one from Mark. And I should say, I do not listen to these ahead of time. So you know, if you ask me a question, I have to let the wheel spin for a second to get the answers, but I do not answer. Uh, listen to these ahead of time. So Mark, fire away. Hi Clayton, my name's Mark from Florida. Uh, my question is, my wife and I just bought a primary residence. I know you don't like doing that, but um, we bought it for one hundred and sixty, dollars uh, and it's worth about 240000 based on CMAs. Uh, my question is, how do we go about accessing that equity in order to purchase uh properties um that can generate us income Uh, and when exactly can we begin doing that because we just bought this home um, about a month ago thank you so much thank you mark well awesome job man i'm not going to criticize you for finding a home for 160,000 that is worth 250 or 40 i think you said Great for you. You've got instant built-in equity in a primary residence. Okay. Yes, I am not a fan of buying the house that you live in, but in this market right now where you have interest rates, it's basically free money. And if you're able to find a property where you can make sure that you're paying less than what you'd be paying in rent, and there's a whole bunch of reasons that go into this. The reason I'm not a fan of buying the house that you live in is because it takes money out of your pocket. Okay. Unless you're buying a duplex where you live in one side of the duplex and you're renting the other side out. So, like, I rent where I live, right? I, this is, if you're watching me on the video on our YouTube channel, this is, I rent this place. Um, and all of my rental properties pay for me to live live where I want. So that's the philosophy is that when you live in a house, the primary residence, it's taking money out of your pocket. But there are some things that you can do to turn that into a bit of a of a performing asset. Because right now it's not a performing asset, right? You bought it. You're paying the bank. The bank technically owns the house. You're paying property taxes. Money is leaving your pocket, right? So how do we kind of get money flowing into our pocket? Well, you're asking the right question, which is how do I get equity out of this house? So you can do that immediately. You do not have to wait. Um, you know, and a lot of times banks will give you a double loan when you close on a property, meaning they will give you a home equity line of credit at the same time that you're getting your main mortgage. Uh, I know a number of years ago uh, when I got my main mortgage, I they offered and they actually gave us a lower percentage point on our overall mortgage if we bundled in a home equity line of credit with it. You know, and we're like, yeah, sure. And it was like a $10,000 home equity line of credit, or maybe it was like 20, but what they were doing is giving us the credit almost back on the down payment we placed on the property. So you've probably got more wiggle room than you think about if you've already also put down a down payment on the property. So immediately I would shop around for a home equity line of credit, get equity out of that property. You're going to get a zero, you know, you'll have a zero balance when you get that home equity line. Okay. They will probably give you like a debit card and a stack of checks and yeah, then use that equity because you cannot eat equity. Use that equity to acquire rental properties. And like I say, like, you know, for like with one of our properties at Morris Invest, a down payment on a new construction house is like 35, 40,000. So you could pull out probably two or three versions of those down payments. And start acquiring rental properties using the equity that you found in this house. So, hey, you know, congratulations, Mark. You found a house where there's some built-in equity. And when you closed on it, and according to those CMAs, now we'll just see what the appraisal says uh, after the bank runs their own numbers. But that's what I would do, my friend. Remember, you cannot eat equity. Okay, our next question comes from uh, Soniel. I hope I'm saying that right. Son, son, Soniel? It's a pretty name, by the way. Um, let's listen to your question.
1: Hey there, Clayton. Uh, my name is Sunyella Steam. I just want to take a moment to thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, your podcast was very critical to my success uh, in my journey entering into real estate. I got a lot of great knowledge from uh, everything that, that you've, you've stated on your podcast. Um, I spent a year just doing research and listening to your podcast and a couple other podcasts Uh, before I uh, started my real estate investing journey. So just want to take a moment. Thank you for that. Um, Currently, uh, my situation is I just got a promotion at work uh, where it's going to be 80% travel. I just found out that my wife is also pregnant. So I'm freaking out a little bit about that, but we're figuring it out. Uh, My wife does work uh, virtually. uh, So meaning we can live essentially anywhere uh, that we want. And we want to capitalize on that by, uh, you know, living in a state that, you know, has the least amount of taxes. We currently stay in Chicago. It's a little bit expensive here. Um, It's not a little bit, it's a lot uh, expensive. Um, We currently stay in Chicago, but we plan on moving to a state that can give us the most bang for our buck and also is landlord friendly. So in your opinion, what state would, in this situation, would be the ideal state to you know, get the most bang for your buck. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Soniel. And yes, I said it was a pretty name. doesn't matter that you're a guy. It's a pretty name. It's an awesome name. So regardless, but anyway, so really interesting question, Soniel, you know, look, I have to just speak from experience, you know, where if anyone's been following what we do at our company at Morris invest for any length of time, you know, that we build a lot of new construction with our partners in, in our construction teams in Texas. Um, Because of the overall tax environment, um, the overall landlord of friendliness, Um, why are so many Fortune 500 companies moving to that area? There's a reason. In fact, today in our newsletter, we talked about people moving to this area because in in many ways it's going to become the next Silicon Valley. So you have a lot of big tech companies that are up and moving. Um, California is incredibly inhospitable for business. So is New York. Um, so is New Jersey, so is Illinois. So you've got this migration pattern happening down south. um, and look, Tennessee is also really attractive. Texas is the most landlord-friendly state in the country, so we do investment projects where we build new construction properties in Tennessee and Texas. That's our primary focus, Um, but also you've got the great benefits of Florida, of course, where there's no state income tax like Texas, no state income tax. Um, They make their money off of tourism, Um, and also if you're going to be traveling 80% of the time, if that's a lot of flights, you really, I'm telling you, this might be the most important thing you consider. Is to be near uh, an international airport or a main airport that's not too far away. Um, So if that's Orlando, um, you know, Orlando International Airport is incredibly nice and easy to get in and out of. Um, But in Texas as well, be smart with where you're 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 landing. You don't want to be driving three hours to get to the airport for you to be traveling eighty percent of the time. Again, I don't know if it's on the road to traveling, driving, or if it's flying, but you definitely um, like, that's why a lot of people live outside of New York city, near Newark. They live in some of the nice train stop towns, like 30 minutes outside of Manhattan. So they can get to Newark airport really quickly for flight and international travel in um, a very you know easy airport, not terribly easy, but, quick to get in and out of. So you want to be near one of those big airports. I would recommend Texas, Tennessee, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Uh, having access to airports where you don't have to do layovers all the time and you have direct flights is, you would be miserable. I will tell you right now, Sonia, you would be miserable if you uh, did not make that an easy choice for you to be traveling a lot. So I hope that helps. That's where I would do it. Thank you for that question. All right. uh, This next question is from Angelica. Also, pretty name (laughs) i'm on the pretty name kick um angelica um of course i think of hamilton when i think of angelica okay here we go angelica
1: hello clayton this is um angelica speaking i have a question about um about the investment of real estate i bought a new condo no old condo with remodeling done now and I put a lot of money re- in remodeling and I would like to know if it's better to say, to sell or to rent. if I sell this property same year as I buy, I bought it where I get uh, more benefits regarding taxes? Or renting is better.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Angelica. Um, okay, so she bought a condo. She renovated it, put a lot of money into renovating it. And she's wondering if she should flip it right now. Well, I can tell you uh, literally the news of this morning. <laughs> this is front page story this morning in the Wall Street Journal. Is that flippers are seeing a huge profits right now. Profits are up like 25% for flippers but very few flippers are flipping right now. I guess they're just nervous, but those people that are flipping are doing really well. I am not a flipper, but I will tell you that news Angelica. So you might consider with these, with the the value of properties right now going up. And I think, look, we might be heading into a downturn of first time home buyers in the next, over the next few months. Um, especially, uh, you know, if people continue to lose their jobs and if, um, valuations continue to rise. Um, and if the government continues to pour money into Wall Street and they there, then there's a pullback on for first time homebuyers. You know, if these first time homebuyers don't have access to the capital anymore, they lost their job. Then these properties end up sitting there. Prices decline. So that I would be concerned about on the investing side, like the buy and hold side. I don't see a problem on the horizon at all in that regard. It's really like on the first time home buyer. So if a first time home buyer might be buying this condo from you, do it now. Don't wait. If you want to sell it, you are not going to get the tax benefits. Um, I don't know if you're living in the property or not, but obviously you're going to pay capital gains when you flip it on the profit, you know, because, and flipping properties is not what I do because it's a transaction. It's It's like a salary because you're only as good as your next property that you flip. So, I'm always into buying and holding. But the thing I don't like about condos, Angelica, are the condo associations. So, if you got this condo and it does not have a condo association where you're paying $500 to some board members to tell you what to do with your roof, then great. But if you also have to pay a condo association fee that they could, in a a heartbeat, tell you that you cannot rent this property out anymore, anyone who's listened to my show for any length of time knows I do not like HOAs and condo associations. So I'm not a fan of that. Um, The only two big flips that I ever did were of properties that were in condominiums and the condo association fees were like $700 a month. So consider that. I hope you find that helpful. Um, But if I'm going to pull the trigger on a flipping a property, I'm going to do it sooner rather than later. And I would take that profit and I would reinvest that into long-term buy and hold properties out of condominiums. Okay. But congrats on doing a flip. Hey, that's a lot of work. And good for you for uh, taking that step to uh, make some profit there in this market. Thank you to all of you who sent in your questions. We'll be back again with more questions in our next episode. So please, you can leave a question for me, 30 seconds or less, ideally, by just going to morrisinvest.com slash Clayton. And that's how you can leave us a 30 second question. And if you're ready to pull the trigger on rental real estate, and you want a company that will do it all for you, full service, all you need to bring is a down payment on a new construction rental property. You can book a call with team team at Morris Invest. Just go to our website. We've got a ton of blog posts up there. We've got video walkthroughs of our properties. You can see what we do in our team. Just go to, go to morrisinvest.com. Thank you, everyone. Now go out there, take action, become a real estate investor. I believe it's the number one way to build wealth. We'll see you next time.